Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all alone, but feeling good and feeling strong, knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself, I'm driving. Hey now all, I'm Joey C. Welcome back to another episode of Spirit Sherpa. This is the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo. With me as always is the spirit doctor, Kelly Sparta. Hey Kelly. Hey Joey. What's shaking? Oh, so much. Oh, talk to me goose. <laughs> Negative Ghost Rider, the pattern is full. <laughs> I, have nice. a, I have a student of mine who says that to me all the time. It makes me laugh every time. So. I love that one. I love that one. I use so it Jewel, too. That's just for you. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. So, yeah, no, just just lots of stuff going on. I've got I've got new business partnerships I'm putting together. I'm doing uh, the coaching for the empath entrepreneurs. And I'm super excited about that. We're getting such great stuff done. I'm super excited about it and, um, putting new, new testimonials up on the website and, you know, getting, getting new contractors in place. I'm scaling my business. I'm yeah. Lots of good energy. Lots of good stuff happening. That's so cool. Yeah. And and I'm getting a bunch of new people in the program. So I'm super excited about that too. We've had so many people join last month. It was really awesome. And, you know, I just, I love doing my discovery calls. I just, I do. I love them. I, I get on the phone and I, I, I phone, I talk on Zoom, but I get to talk to people and, and inevitably people are saying similar things to me. They're like, oh my God, I, I'm seeing ghosts. I'm seeing, I don't even know what I'm seeing. I'm knowing things that I shouldn't know. I'm hearing voices that actually make sense. They're not telling me to kill people, so I'm not. It's okay. <laughs> I'm not scared. <laughs> well, I'm a little scared, but I'm kind of excited. Scared. Is that okay? You know. And I'm like, yeah, it's okay. It's great. And and you know, I don't really know what I'm doing. It's like that's okay. I know what I'm doing. It's 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 okay. I can help you. So <laughs> it's fun. 
it's fun to because it's kind of like looking back in time for me right you know it's looking back to to you know 20 plus years ago for me where i'm like I remember that. (laughs) I remember being there. I remember how exciting and terrifying and and thrilling and oh shitting it was, you know? (laughs) know? Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it's fun. I'm having a good time. Awesome. Okay. You brought up the discovery calls. People may want to do them. Where do they find them? Oh, uh, homepage of my website, kellysparta.com. Uh, it's, it's right there on the, if you scroll down just a little bit, it's right there. It'll show up. If you're someone who's been binging (laughs) or you're someone who's had a spiritual awakening and you're going, Oh shit, what do I do now? Yeah. That that's a good time to do a discovery call. If you're somebody who's an empath and wants to, to thrive instead of survive in your life, then, you know, all of those are good reasons to sign up for a call. Perfect. All right. Yeah. Um that was unexpected, but a lovely little lead in here. Yeah, you know, it wasn't my intention, but there we go. You asked me what was up and it was just like, oh, well, blah. We're just rolling with it. We're just rolling with it, hey, baby. Hey, you know, <laughs> you never know what's going to come out of my mouth. And we we just had that conversation. So. Half the time, I don't know what it's going to be. So Joey gives me a hard time. He says that I'm making... Double entendres that I don't intend, which, which by the way, is, is not my fault. I, well, it kind of is because I worked the Renaissance Fair for so many years and it's all about the double entendres and I'm, it's completely unconscious at this point. So my apologies. Sorry, not sorry. So <laughs> if they didn't like it, they wouldn't be here, Kelly. That's, That's right. What it comes down to. That's really what it comes down to, you know. That and the swearing. So yeah. it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> I love it when people get on calls and they're like, oh my God, I'm so glad you say fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we just had to put the explicit tag on this one. Now, yes, so. we did. Yeah. We're so, tagging it. We're tagging, tagging it. it. Yeah. It's all good. All right. All right. So we should probably get on to the topic. Let's of the get day. on to the topic of the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but we're having so much fun riffing. Yeah. Well, okay. There's fun to be had in, in our topic today, too, isn't there? <laughs> I don't know the fun is, I mean, this isn't like, you know, some great magical tool. This one, this one is more of a, Hey, I understand myself tool. So, which is not often considered fun, but is often considered super valuable. So, you know, it's, it's a balance. So yeah, today we're going to talk about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So I'm, I'm going to ask you to not ask me too much about Abraham Maslow because I don't know Jack about him. Okay. okay. We just know that he's not Pavlov and the dog he guy. He's not Pavlov the dog guy. Yes. Right. <laughs> so, um, but Maslow's hierarchy of needs is, is it's a great tool to use to really understand sort of the progression of self-actualization, which is what, what the top of the chart is. So it's typically represented as a, a a triangle or a pyramid, right? It's used as a psychological representation of the stages that you have to go through and the, the needs you have to fulfill in order to get from one level to the next. And so Maslow's hierarchy of needs is this leveling up, right? And I find that my people, <laughs> and you know who you are, uh, my people love to understand things, right? We want to know, we want to get it. And <clears throat> Maslow's helps us to do that. 
And so we're going to talk about exactly what that means today. And so the the first level, the bottom of the pyramid is physiological needs. Okay. And, you know, that makes sense, right? If you don't have food, shelter, clothing, water, air, nothing else is really going to be important, right? Because you'll be dead. Because you'll be dead, right? You're in survival mode, right? So, and I want you to think about this as, as my spiritual newbies out there, you know, or even more advanced people. Um, there is the, you know how we have the starving artist sort of archetype, right? There's also the starving spiritual seeker archetype. It is not spoken about as much, but it is clearly in the field because I see it so often, right? Um, people, people engage their spiritual selves and disengage their physical you know, pay attention to your physical needs and they, they often become unable to support themselves. You know, I went through this phase. Everybody goes through this phase and why we can thank the church. Okay. Because the church has throughout centuries, um, throughout millennia actually has imbued the field of spirituality with poverty. Um, not from a, structural level, but from a uh, spiritual leader level in terms of, you know, monks and nuns and priests and, you know, they abdicate all, you know, their monetary belongings, all of their worldly possessions. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. All of their worldly possessions and to serve their flock. Right. Um, Of course, that didn't work so well with the higher ups and, you know, indulgences and whatnot. (laughs) And, you know, killing witches to take their land but you know we're not talking about that today (laughs) there's no bitterness there at all kelly no bitterness at all no 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 no. not 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 for any of the multiple lives i remember being killed for my guests no not at all anyway the uh the, the upshot is is that all of these thousands you know probably tens of thousands hundreds of thousands i don't even know people who have done this and and it's not just the christian church i mean the buddhist monks do this and you know there's there's lots of spiritual traditions in which you give away everything and 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 um do your spiritual process and there's value to that let me be really clear there is there is value to letting go of physical possessions because it disconnects you from the things that that tend to hold sway over you right and that's the purpose for that and as a byproduct, it has filled the morphic field of spirituality with poverty and, and lack. And so when you step into the morphic field of spirituality, one of the biggest challenges is not abandoning all of your shit, <laughs> your physical stuff, not quitting your job and divorcing your husband or wife and running off and joining the circus like I did, right? You know? <laughs> laying waste to your entire life and starting over, right? For most people, you don't have to do that. Okay. I'm a bit of an extremist, but, (laughs) but for most people, you don't have to do that. Most people can modify what they already have and make it work. (laughs) So Um, no circus for everyone. No circus for everyone. Yeah. If that were the case, the circus would be normal, right? Yeah. Little things. 
But you have to be aware when you step into this that that there is this energy of poverty that's in the field. And so you have to uh, consciously separate yourself from the energy of poverty and choose to stay in a more abundant mindset and to to keep your hold on the world, because this is one of the biggest mistakes I see new people make when they come into the spiritual community is that they immediately want to like go up into spirit and stay there. Ah, leave their body. Right. We've talked about this before. When you leave your body, you also leave all your finances. You leave your security, you leave your safety, you know, you leave your, your house, (laughs) your ability to make a living, you know, little details. Kathy and I laugh all the time. No, well, I don't know. Laugh isn't the right thing. Um, It's not really what we do. We, we talk all the time and in sort of, you know, mocking tones of the people. And I will say we do mock um, of the people who look at us and say, well, you know, my boss, my, my boss wouldn't give me time off from from work to come to this this sacred festival. So I quit my job. <laughs> We're like, seriously, you couldn't just pick a different festival, you know, <laughs> like, you had to quit your job. Okay. Clearly you don't like your job. Right. right? Exactly. That was just a, an excuse at that point. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So it's like, mm, okay. So, but this is what happens, right? Is that, that you prioritize the, and, and I'm not even saying that it's a bad thing to do. Okay. I'm just saying that you hamstring yourself later if this is the path you take. Right. I can't, I can't say don't ever do this because I did it. I mean, I, I, hell, I divorced my husband. I sold my house. I sold my business and I moved out of state to live with a bunch of hippie pagan shamans that I met in the Renaissance fair. I I have no room to talk. Zero. Okay. And there was an easier path (laughs) that I could have taken and I chose not to. So let me just say, think twice. Okay, because what happens, there's the other side. So every time you get a gift, there's a challenge. Every time there's a challenge, you get a gift, right? So the gift of leaving everything behind is that you are no longer tied to it and you're not defined by it. And there's all sorts of ways in which that frees you up spiritually. But the challenge that comes with it is that you enter into this survival state of living. Now you are subject to the pull of your survival needs of, oh shit, how am I going to pay the rent? Oh shit, where am I going to get my next meal? Oh shit, where I'm going to lay my head, right? And, you know, for a time you can live on, you know, milk and honey and the, you know, the kindness of strangers, but eventually your friends get tired of putting you up on their couch, right? And, and now you're like, oh, well, what do I do, right? you know, that's what I'm saying. You've got both sides, right? So in order to move out of, you know, the basic physiological needs, which by the way, you know, we, we covered food, air, water, shelter, clothing, but there's also sleep. Sleep is a physiological need and, and reproduction is considered a physiological need. So basic sex. These are basic needs. These right? are primal yeah. needs. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, once you've addressed those, then you can move on to the next layer. And this layer, by the way, is where a lot of my peeps get stuck. So you may recognize yourself here, which is safety needs. 
personal security, employment, resources, health, property. What it doesn't say is emotional safety, okay, and energetic safety, right? For for those of us who are empaths, anytime somebody invades our energy field, we feel unsafe, okay? And when I say invade, I mean, you know, they come into our field without permission. Um, we will also feel unsafe, coincidentally, if somebody has extraordinarily strong boundaries and refuses to share energy with us because we can't read them, right? <laughs> and then we also feel unsafe. And that is not their fault, by the way. That is not their fault, <laughs> right? So we just have safety issues, right? <laughs> Yay, trauma, right? <laughs> You know, I was I was with my husband last night and we had to take our dog to the emergency vet and um, he's fine, we think. But um, uh, we were having to drive home at three thirty in the morning, having slept in the car for a few hours and and uh, we were both exhausted. And he's like, well, who's going to drive? I said, me. I said, why? I said, because my trauma brain notices more than you you do. <laughs> I said, in, in a sleep deprived state, my trauma brain will will notice if somebody's going to crash into us. <laughs> so, you know, gifts, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> so this was an actual conversation in our lives. Welcome to my inner world. Anyway, um, <clears throat> this is the state that many of us will get stuck in. And we we desperately try to move on to the level after this, which is love and belonging. But if we haven't addressed our safety needs, energetic safety, emotional safety, sometimes physical safety, we can't get to the love and belonging stage. And so if you're feeling like you don't, like you're left out all the time, or you can't find the love of your life, or things just aren't working out for you relationship wise, with friends, family, partners, whatever, you're probably stuck in the safety level somewhere. Okay. And this of course is also uh, the stage where you have to do the emotional safety work because if you're going to do any sort of growth process, you also have to uh, get out of a defensive state. And by definition, if you're growing, you have to leave your comfort zone. And that's going to be uncomfortable. And if you're in a defensive state, discomfort feels like attack. Well, and there's a reason that the Maslow's hierarchy is, is often presented in that pyramid form, because those lower levels are your foundation. You can't do any of the work in the upper levels until those lower levels are secure and stable and strong. And, and, and because they take up so much more space in your psyche when you don't have them. Right. So. You know, if you're in survival mode, it is everything. If you don't have love and belonging, it's not as significant as if you don't have food, right? <laughs> I mean, Ain't it, that the truth for me? I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah, it's a consciousness thing, right? So how much of your consciousness does it take up, right? And so as you work your way up the list, you know, we, we get, it gets more refined, right? So this is why... We do the Inner Peace 101 program, finding emotional safety, because it gets you out of that defensive state, right? Gets you out of stage two in, in the safety and, and security space, right? So, you know, security is also about employment. And, you know, 
a, a lot of empath issues go to employment, right? Because typically empaths under earn because we don't feel like we're good enough or we're not worthy or, you know, we feel like a fraud or, you know, whatever. We, we, we don't want to talk ourselves up and we won't negotiate for more money because we're afraid that that would make our boss angry with us and they would reject us and not love us anymore. Completely forgetting that it's not our jobs, our boss's job to love us, you know, all of that. And so, you know, the employment piece which is, you know, earning potential. It's, it's your ability to earn and take care of yourself, right? right? And your family and all of that. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. And so um, it's interesting because I often find that empaths who have other people that they are responsible for make more money than empaths who don't. Because they're providing and it's not about them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, you know, if you want to shortcut, you know, become responsible for something. <laughs> I don't recommend that though. Don't go out and adopt a taker. Don't do that. No. Yeah. <laughs> We've talked about that on other episodes. Go back and listen. <laughs> so anyway, so once you get out of your safety needs, once you really have a sense of, of security and safety in your life, now you move up into the love and belonging level. Okay. And at this point, we're talking about friendship, intimacy, meaning into me, you see, as in you let other people see you, right? Family and a sense of connection to other people, a sense of connection to the world around you, a sense of connection to your community, you know, a a place to belong, Right. right? A tribe. Exactly. And, and most of my people are in one of these two stages, right? <clears throat> they're, they're in this place where they're like, I really desperately want to tribe. And that's the other thing I talk to people about on the discovery calls is, is they're like, I'm all by myself. I don't know anybody else. So here's the funny thing. So if you're, if you're one of those people who's sitting there saying I'm all by myself and, and there's nobody else, let me tell you, when you come out of the spiritual closet, people will quietly come up to you and go, me too, but I'm not telling anybody. Right. I did that when I, when I came out of the closet in, in, uh, in real estate, I started telling my clients I'm psychic and they're like, cool. What's in this house? (laughs) Everybody I met was involved in spiritual stuff in some way, but they would never have told me if I had not first told them. Right. And that's what happens down here in Richmond too. I mean, I'm, I'm the resident shaman in the area and everybody tells me their ghost stories and they say, I never told anybody this, but so nobody knows that everybody has a freaking ghost story except for me. And then they go, what do you mean? I'm not the only one. I'm like, I know six people, you know, who have told me this. <laughs> They're like, what? Like, yeah, you're not alone. Start talking. And that's, that's just true in general. Often we feel alone, but our tribe is there and we just didn't see them. <laughs> exactly. And that's, that's really true in a lot of ways. Now, with that said, if you are a practicing witch in the middle of the Bible belt, you may not want to open your mouth because that can be unsafe. Okay. So I, I'm, I want to acknowledge that that's true, in which case finding community on the internet is a great way to, to, to fill the gap. Right. And maybe you'll happen to find somebody else from your area who is also in the community on the internet, and then you can hang out together. Right. But, um, there's balance, right? So 
When you get to the loving belonging stage, though, it requires you to walk through a process of being willing to be seen, being willing to be vulnerable. You have to de-armor your heart. You have to open to receive. There are so many pieces that you have to go through in order to get past this stage. This sure sounds familiar, Kelly. Oh, go figure. (laughs) (laughs) Little details. Little did I know. I never saw Maslow before I got through all of the stuff that I put together. But then I went back and said, oh, dude did it. Well, I could have taken a shortcut and I really thought to look at it. But he didn't lay it out the way I did. So yeah, it's a different approach. But the thing is that it reinforces the construct that these are the things we need. So, okay, so. We've done physiological needs. We've done safety needs. We've done love and belonging. After that, we get to esteem. So it's respect, respect for others, respect from others, self-esteem, which again is not self-love, right? It's, it's knowing that you can get through your day effectively, right? Status, recognition, strength, and freedom. Freedom. Have we heard the word freedom? Mm, yes. Once or twice. Yeah. So when you're at this stage, there's an inherent pitfall that you have to avoid, especially for empaths. We tend to be externally focused, so we don't really pay attention to ourselves and our own needs. We pay attention to other people instead. Right. And when you get into the esteem phase, that becomes problematic for empaths because you have People trying to appreciate you and you suck at receiving that, right? <laughs> um, you're like, oh, no, don't celebrate me. It's, I, I don't feel comfortable being on the hot seat. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 I did it. It's okay. Thanks. Give me a cookie and let's go, right? <laughs> you know. Um, and then there's the other side of it, which is you're desperate for other people to appreciate you. And then you're like trying to, that gets you into your ego, Right. So so either you are becoming the martyr and refusing to accept praise or you become the egotist who has to go out and get as much praise as humanly possible because you need the outside validation to feel like you're okay. Right. If I haven't had an award in the last month, I'm I'm shit. Right. Yeah. There's a guy on TikTok who does an amazing job of this. He talks to himself and he gives gives himself the healthy answers. And then he gives his inner brain's answer of, no, I'm I'm terrible. I love him. He's awesome. If I could remember his name, I'd tell you, but I'll find it and I'll put it in the show notes. How about that? Uh, this, these are the pitfalls that we fall into at this stage when we, when we work on this. And, and we also can come up against issues around our own internal definitions of things like the word respect. Right. So for many years, I had conflicting definitions of the word respect. I had my mother's definition, which was people will love me enough to respect me. And I had my father's definition, which is people will fear me enough to respect me. And I tried to do both at once, which not surprisingly confused the fuck out of people. And it wasn't until I sat down and defined it for myself that I realized I was running both at the same time in my psyche. And so, you know, this is this is where some of this stuff shows up as well. Right. And and the other piece here is says strength. Right. There's there's warrior strength and then there's spiritual warrior strength. 
and we've talked about this in the Spiritual Warrior episode, which was quite some time ago at this point. So I'm just going to circle back around for a second. And the difference is, you know, the warrior strength is the, uh, you know, I will kick your ass and I will, I will kick ass. I will take names and I will be to the person who stands in my way. I will destroy them. Right. And that's pretty scary. <laughs> it's its own kind of strength. Don't get me wrong. Uh, and then there's the spiritual warrior strength, which is, yeah. Okay. Big is bad in the do. room. Yeah. Well, it's big is bad in the room on a spiritual level, but that's still in its own way. It's a, it's, it's a type of warrior strength. Um, but the the other part of it is the nothing that you do really matters to me, right? It's the I live in an illusion. This is all an illusion. And none of this really makes a difference. And therefore, I'm all good, right? So it, there's a it's a it's a different level of strength, right? And so that level, when we're talking strength in the esteem level, we're generally talking warrior strength. Okay. You don't get to the spiritual warrior strength until you get to the self-actualization level because you haven't gotten to the point where you see the world for what it is. Right. So there's that. So this, this, um, this level is fraught with ego. It's all about moving through and out of your ego. Right. And that's truly what freedom is. And that ties to your spiritual warrior there, that that letting go of ego. None of this matters. Yep. Yeah. And and the freedom piece is its own double edged sword as well, because when you are completely free of everything, then you have no ties to anything and you lose your love and belonging. Right. Which is not the goal. <laughs> You know, they've, they've done countless psychological studies and longevity studies that prove that your connection to other humans on the planet is what makes you healthy longer and what makes you live longer. And, and that people on their deathbeds do not regret the things that they did. They regret the things they didn't do. Right. And they also don't think I should have made more money. <laughs> <laughs> they think I should have spent more time with my family, right? So these are the pieces and parts that that make up the real morass of this level. Okay. And so, you know, in my in my work, this this is multiple levels. You know, there's because there's a lot of crap here, right? <laughs> there's a lot to work through here. And, you know, this is also about internalizing your own sense of worth. Right. That this level is about recognizing that you have value, that you are a, a, a valuable person. This is this is where the self-love piece comes in when you get to the end of it. Right. Is I am a valuable person, even when I'm doing nothing, even when I'm contributing nothing. I have value for who I am. OK, something going on outside of my house. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> well, and it sounds like we're starting to get closer to the top here. Yeah, well, we're one, one step from the final okay. end. Okay. Oh, boy. It's feeling like it. It's feeling like it. I'm getting excited. Yeah. Yeah. So, and so the, the last step is self-actualization. Okay. And this is the step about um, the, it's about really getting to the point where it's about 
becoming your the fullest expression of your authentic self, right? Be all you can be to steal from the army, right? Um, and it is about fulfilling your potential and expanding your potential, right? It's a stage that you come to when we get into personal growth. We typically get into personal growth to get out of pain. Okay. And it's all about getting out of pain in the beginning. As you evolve through the process, that motivation shifts and it stops being about getting out of pain. And because you're now, you're not in as much pain anymore. Right. And the pain is, is fewer and further between. Right. And so then it becomes about how much more can I do? How much more can I become? You know, what are, what are the, the existential possibilities of me? My potential, my capacity, all of it. Exactly. And, you know, where can that take me? And it becomes about the, the curiosity and the, the desire to know more that has caused us to reach for the stars and to, you know, go across continents and, you know, basically take over the world and, Lay waste to everything around us while we did it. But, you know, that's a different story. Yeah, get wrong, yeah. wrong direction, Kelly. Come on, bring it back. Bring it back. <laughs> I was about to be inspirational and then I crashed and burned. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, because we're, we're humans and we're flawed and that's just the nature of the beast. But, you know, it is the, the part of us that pushes to be more. Right. And, you know, I believe that that's actually a function of the the spirit's memory of being part of the collective whole and as individuals we are constantly going this is not all there is right (laughs) and and so once you get past the point where you're trying to go away from the pain this part kicks in and it it inspires you it doesn't drive you pain drives you right this inspires you to want more and, and inspires you to, to be more, right? And, you know, to dive deeper, to dig more out, to, you know, expand your capacity to discover more, right? And your ability to do this is all because of that work that you did as you move through those layers. You have that foundation, you have the, those needs met in those other layers that allow you now to work in space. You can't jump right to the top. You can't, it's just not possible. If you could, I'd show you how, I promise. You know, I've, I've tried. I've tried to hike people to the top and they inevitably fall down the side and yell it, curse my name all the way down. So I just stopped trying to do Kelly, it. Kelly, <laughs> you horrible bitch, what did you do? Yeah, no. Yes. Um, yeah, we don't do that anymore. No, no. <laughs> oh, this episode is really just, you know... Yeah, it is what it is. So if this is your first episode, yeah, it's a little intense. <laughs> we're learning <laughs> a lot. We're laughing a lot. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's pretty us. So welcome aboard. Yeah. All right. So um, we've reached the peak. We've reached the pinnacle here. Yes. What does this mean? Um, well, and see, this is where it gets interesting, right? Because uh, Maslow doesn't have anything past this. So, you know, I'm just going to speak from my own experience because dude didn't clearly have anything else to say above that. But um, <laughs> Joey's laughing. What a slacker. What a slacker. Slacker. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, but, you know, there is a point 
I will tell you that that because I'm I'm up in this place right now. I'm I'm at this stage in my my evolution, and I will tell you that some of the some of the pitfalls that come with it because there are some, as in every level. And you know, one of the things that happens at this level is there's a a point of going, okay, now what? And there aren't. Um, huge numbers of people out there who are going and doing things that you can't do. So there's nobody to sort of be the lead camel that you want to catch up to. Right. You know, Um, and you're, 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 you've done everything that you wanted to do for your own process right? And that you're aware of, you know, because the the further you get along in this process, the harder it is to see your own shit. Let me just say that because it it becomes much more subtle and much more um, unconscious, right? Uh, It it ends up at the assumption level of life. And so, you you know, when you have things that you are assuming to be true, it's really hard to, to know when you're making an unconscious assumption. And so, um, you know, you find stuff to work on much less often because of that. And because there's nobody, you know, sitting there looking at you going, ah, did you notice this piece of shit that you're not looking at? You know, um, and because you've done a lot of work, right? So then it becomes about, you know, what do I want to contribute? What do I want to give back? Right. And oftentimes that comes with its own angst. Because as you've gone through the levels, when you get to that esteem phase, oftentimes those of us in the spiritual world will go, I'm going to build spiritual community and I'm going to create this cool thing. And it's an ego trip at the time, right? And you do it and you exhaust yourself and you fall down on the floor and nobody appreciates it and you are burnt to a crisp by it. And now you get a little bit of PTSD about it. When you get to this stage, right? <laughs> You're like, community? Oh, fuck that, right? <laughs> thank you. No, thank you, right? Been there, done that, bought that t-shirt, burned it, right? And so, you know, there's, there's, um, there's a place where you stand in your teacher self. You know, that's what I'm doing, right? And you're looking at the larger mission of what it is that you're trying to accomplish, right? And that's where I am. Right. I am in the stage of doing that. And I'm in the stage of looking at I'm, I'm actually uh, putting together a group of people who are all sort of at my similar level and discussing what we can do next. Right. And how do we how do we make personal transformation a part of the world in general? How do we make it a common thing that everybody does? How do we how do we embed it in the reality of life? How do we bring that to fruition? And so we're we're engaged in this conversation right now. We have no idea what the answer is. We're just sitting down to have the conversation and to let the mastermind, you know, collective consciousness, you know, crowdsource the answer. It becomes about more than you. Right? Because you've you've dealt with you. And now it's about, you know, how do I, how do I bring what I've got to the next stage? How do I bring it to the next level? How do I, how do I be of more service? Right? Because the, as we talked about at the top of the call, right? Top of the, the, the podcast, the going back and working with the people who are at the beginning is so edifying. And I, I honestly, 
I learned something. I learned something because people ask me questions that I never considered before, right? They give me perspectives I've never seen before. You know, they cause me to have to language something that I've always just understood and never had to say out loud. And the putting of words to it adds to my understanding of it. Your need to define it adds to your, your control of it. Exactly. And, and so, you know, language is powerful, right? And so there's a lot of benefit to being in that, you know, mentor role, right? You know, this is, this is where I'm at right now. And, uh, you know, what comes next? I don't know. I'm, I'm making my way through just like I made my way through everything else. I'll, I'll document it as I go. That's what I do. I, I can't help myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll reverse engineer it. Don't worry. By the time you get here, I'll have it covered. <laughs> I'll let you know when I figure it out. It'll be fine. Well, that'll be, that'll be episode number 304 then. <laughs> there you go. It's a date. It's a date. <laughs> All right, Kelly, we have gone above and beyond, I think, with this episode. And there's a lot of information here for people to pack and unpack, uh, as it were, in this case, and sort of work with. Let's put a bow on it. Maybe it's a Kellyism. I'm not sure what it is, but what what sort of you we brought it all together. You said there's more to learn. What's the last thing you want to tell people about the the hierarchy, if anything at all, if there's anything more? Yeah, I you know what's really interesting is that he's presented it as a hierarchy, which is, which makes sense on a certain level, but it's I, I really would rather you think about it as a spiral. And the spiral is going into yourself. Right? Cuz because as you start on the outside the, the and it still works there. You just, you know, take the take the triangle and just, you know, swirl it around into a circle and and imagine the spiral going down into the center of it and it still works because you know the outside is still the biggest and and it starts out as red right so it's like danger will robinson danger and i'm aging myself there but whatever uh no there was so, just a know, reboot you're safe yeah okay <laughs> so <laughs> thank you yes so but you know you're spiraling down into the center of this work and at the center is you that's the self-actualization piece. And so you're, you're spiraling into the center of you. And each, each step along the way is releasing coping mechanisms and, and, you know, limiting beliefs and random crap that's been layered on you by the outside world um, as you grew up. And so as you're doing this process, there's a, there's a coming home to it. And, you know, coming home to yourself, right? And so my encouragement is, I know the first step is hard. The first step is absolutely the hardest. And I'm, I'm just going to say that now. When you step onto the, the path of personal growth, the very hardest step is the first step. And it gets easier progressively from there. It doesn't like, it's not like super easier at the next step. It's, it's, you know, incrementally easier each time. Right. And it's, it's one of the hardest things you'll ever do. And it is the most worthwhile thing you will ever do. And I don't have any problem saying that as an absolute because nothing is more important than you in your life experience. You have to be the hero of your own journey. Or else, why are you here? Perfect. I think that's exactly right. Okay, perfect. Kelly, this was great. We have, as I said, we've learned a lot. There's a lot to unpack here. 
but as always, thank you for, for taking us up the mountain. And even if we fall down a layer or two once in a while, and we're screaming and cursing your name. Um, <laughs> Hopefully not my name. Yeah. Somebody's name. We're going to be yelling at someone, but then we're going to sure. get ourselves up, dust ourselves off and head back up that, that mountain. Or down the spiral in this case. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I got ropes down the side. Just go reaching for them. <laughs> Kelly's got ropes. Here we go. <laughs> anyway. Every time, Joey. Yeah. <laughs> that is all that we have for this week. But be sure to join us next time as Kelly adds another chapter into your guide to energy, magic, and the spirit world. I am Joey C. Here with Kelly Sparta. And you have been listening to Spirit Sherpa. So long, everyone. Bye. Each mile I travel over 13,000 miles. Spirit Trippa is the sole property of Kelly Sparta Enterprises and is distributed under a Creative Commons BY-NC-ND 4.0 license. For more information about this licensing, please go to www.creativecommons.org. Any requests for deviations to this licensing should be sent to kelly at kellysparta.com. To sign up for or get more information on the programs, offerings, and services referenced in this episode, please go to www.kellysparta.com. This episode of Spirit Sherpa has been produced by Honey Voice Productions with post-production by Christopher Wright. Into my home and my love and my life and me. Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing? But you feel like you kind of probably should, especially since you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space. And you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.